You're listening to season one of By Shawnita, Natural Sisters Novella, My Crowning Glory, Chapter Four. Wilson had the sexiest hands I'd ever seen. That may be an exaggeration, but I don't care. His fingernails were always clean. They didn't sweat, weren't super cool, or extra hot. When he took my hand tonight, our fingers synced. He had the sexiest hands. One day, I hoped to find out how it feels when they, do you see that girl's hair? He dropped my hand. My feet carried me to the side of a woman with shoulder blade length, thick, natural hair. The pattern of the waves in her hair looked like a twist out. I put my hands in my pocket before I touched it. Oh my goodness, your hair is so beautiful. Where do you get it done? She laughed. Bella expressed by Danae Helena, she is in Duluth. Duluth? Blank. My mind went blank. Is that on the south side? She laughed again. No, it is on the northeast side of Atlanta. That is where I'm from. I'm here visiting a friend. Questions flooded my mind so fast my lips froze. Nervous laughter bubbled up in my chest. I have so many questions. Your hair is so pretty. 30 minutes later, my mouth went cotton dry. She needs to let somebody do something to that nest of mess on the top of her head. Wilson cussed in a low voice. I cut my eyes at Wilson and hoped she didn't hear him. I'm so sorry. You didn't come to make it to be grilled about your hair. Please forgive me. I look up the information for your stylist. Maybe she has some YouTube videos or a blog or something. That sounds too far for me to drive on a regular basis. No problem. I'm used to it. The girl proceeded down the hair care aisle. Someone needs to make a natural relaxer to put those naps out of misery. Wilson shook his head. You want to say that louder, Wilson Jackson Green? I don't think she heard you, but I did. Fire touched the tips of my ears. Anger rose up within me as I replayed his fake support the night I told him my decision. So this is the stuff you're going to say about me when you think I'm not around or did you think I couldn't hear you either? Wilson's lips moved to respond, but words refused to come out of his mouth. I didn't think you were feeling it when I told you before, but now I know you don't want me to go anywhere near a natural hairstyle. Why didn't you just tell me that? I searched his eyes. You and she, it's not like he licked his lips. Good thing you didn't go to law school because you're a terrible liar. My arms crossed. She is gorgeous. Her hair is so healthy. It looked good under these horrible fluorescent lights. And you have the nerve to make wisecracks? You attack a random girl because I decided to change my hair? Real mature, Wilson. Wait a minute. Attack is a bit much. I cracked a joke. Wilson reached for me as I began walking away. Let's talk about this decision you made. What is up with that? The linoleum floor squeaked as I pivoted around to face my man. 
Mr. Perfect looked very flawed as I stepped into his personal space. Our biggest fight to this point had been about how long we should wait after my graduation to be engaged, elope, or move in together. Ain't a damn thing up with it. This is my hair, my everything, and what I choose to do with it, despite everyone's unsolicited advice and opinions, is up to me. You disrespected me when you didn't tell me how you felt when I told you what I wanted to do. You disrespected that girl with those comments and you disrespected yourself when you lied. You're upset. He inched toward me. His hands brushed against my arms. Don't touch me. Go get whatever you came in here to get, then you can take me home. Air sucked between my teeth. You're overreacting. Wilson's voice sounded faint as I made my way to his car. That is my business and choice to do, too. Don't think I'll stand outside waiting for you too long, Mr. Green. My daddy or someone else will be glad to come and take me home. The automatic doors opened as I stormed out of the store. Footsteps slowed behind me. Labored breaths caused me to look over my shoulder. Mr. Almost Perfect had enough sense to leave the store. He knew the day my dad picked me up would be the day we stopped speaking. To hell with the last four years. The flame on top of my ear spread to my neck. Ninny, wait. Anissa. He touched the top of my shoulder. Please. My feet didn't stop until I leaned on his late model Honda Accord. Take me home, Mr. Green. The ground must have been fascinating. Wilson stared at it and his feet for what felt like 20 minutes, but were probably 30 seconds. I'm sorry, Wilson whispered. He cleared his throat and smiled. Forgive me for being a Neanderthal and loving to rub my hands through my lady's hair. You must have me confused with someone else. You've never ran your hands through these strands. Maybe I do need to call my daddy to pick me up. You have every right to be upset. Just try to see this from my point of view. I like women with long hair. It isn't something I've kept secret. Now you've decided to cut your hair off without discussing it with me, but I bet your squawking crew knew you were talking about going Macy Gray. They probably talked you into it. Disgust etched across his brow and settled around the corners of the lips that held sweet kisses for me in the past. Calling my friends chicken heads is not winning you any points right now. I've known them since elementary school. Stop being so thirsty. Desperate and insecure looks bad on chicks. It is downright gross on a dude. Speaking of which, who nowadays is friends with the same people since elementary school after college? You've outgrown them. Move on. Wilson took a step toward me. This is the kind of relationship you want me to sign up for till death do us part? Change my friends, keep burning my scalp, and do whatever you want me to do? What next? Stop working and waste the last six years of my life to be a stay-at-home mom when you decide to knock me up? The crisp air filled my lungs. I savored the sting. I'll pass. Let me call my daddy. You're a brilliant, beautiful woman, Anissa. You're going to be like the Oprah of community health. And just like Stedman, I'm not afraid to watch you rise and shine. Do you think Stedman just lets Oprah do whatever she wants to do? I believe he tells her the truth. 
to help steer her toward more success. Stedman is a successful millionaire and businessman in his own right. This is not about them. This is about that crap you just said about her. That girl was gorgeous and you chose to demean her because you prefer women with relaxers. I can't talk when I'm this mad. Take me home before I say something I'll regret. A sigh escaped as I crossed my arms again. Wilson's shoulders slumped. I love you, Anissa. Just take me home. (laughs) Janie tells me you'll be starting your fellowship two Mondays after graduation. My mother prattled around in the kitchen. Her hands appeared to move a mile a minute. Yes, ma'am. My nose smiled as the scent of my mother's signature smothered pork chops and gravy filled the room. Do you think you'll be staying on at SHF after you complete your fellowship? Government jobs are safe and great for stable work. Your father and I have worked for the same company since we graduated high school and he returned from his time in the service. Young people these days have no sense of loyalty and commitment. Hopping from job to job. Her head shook in sync with her hand, stirring the mashed potatoes. Things aren't the same, Mama. Companies use you up and spit you out. Many people are laid off and fired without reaching the 10-year mark. Today's economy and corporate atmosphere is not the same as before, and that includes the government. Teachers, cops, firefighters, and a bunch of other civil servants were laid off at the beginning of the recession. The dirt under my fingernails occupied my attention for a few moments. That is ridiculous. Your generation has no appreciation for the choices you take for granted. The entitlement and obnoxious behavior you engage in is downright sinful. She dabbed her forehead. Don't lump me in with them. Hard work was not an option in this house. You and dad taught me how to work for what I want and I appreciate it very much. The aroma seemed less pleasant as I eased down from the stool I sat in my entire childhood and watched my mother prepare dinner after a full day's work. Underestimating stability is a great danger, Anissa. Your father and I made providing a stable and secure home for you a priority. That was not our responsibility. It was our privilege. I've hoped you would realize how important that has been in your success and mimic our efforts instead of Chasing pipe dreams and fantasies like everyone else in your generation. Reality TV, writing books about whom you're private with and anything else to make a name, no matter what kind of name it is for yourself. We didn't raise you that way, Anissa. Her hand shook. You think I want to be a reality television star? That is funny. My laugh grew into a fit of giggles as my father walked into the kitchen. He walked over to my mother. Their customary cheek peck calmed my giggles to a smile. My mother had no worries. There were several lessons on stability and security she and my father taught me that stuck. His steps were quick and light before he kissed me in the middle of my forehead. Same spot for as long as I could remember. Hi, Daddy. My arms wrapped around his solid yet round middle. Good evening, Donut. He pretended he was about to muss my hair. Help me set the table, Anissa. My mama walked past me with a dish of smoking mashed potatoes. The vegetables waited for me in their serving dish. In silence, my mother and I dressed the table for dinner. 
Moments after she sat the smutter pork chops and gravy on the table, my father entered the dining room. We held hands as my father led us in grace. You excited about starting your job with the government? My dad cut his pork chop. It's not a job, daddy. It's a fellowship, but I am excited about it. The chance to find out what I've signed up for with real world experience is different from studying, learning, and short-term projects. The summer internship I did last year fulfilled my graduation requirement, but this fellowship gives me an opportunity to impact my field. My mother cleared her throat. I never understand you kids today. Wasn't there another company interested in giving you an actual job? His fork hovered over the piece of meat he cut. You're ready for me to move to another state on the West Coast, Daddy. Yes, if that meant you were able to start a career and prepare yourself for a family, maybe give you a chance to meet some new people and interests. He chewed his pork chop. Well, I'm very interested in the cruise I'm taking the week after graduation. Who knows? I might even meet some bona fide celebrities who can get me on their reality television show with Mama. She was telling me how much she wanted to be the new sassy mother from the South before you arrived. My laugh diffused the frown forming on my mother's lips. Wasn't okay with you going on a cruise for seven days without him? My mother took a sip from her glass of water. We're dating. Not married. He doesn't run me, and if he continues to act the way he did the other night, we won't be doing that much longer. My appetite disappeared. Both of my parents placed their forks on the table. My father crossed his arms. We were at the store, and I saw this woman with the most beautiful hair. He got upset because I told him I'd decided to go natural. While I asked the girl some questions, he was rude, and I got so mad I made him take me home. There, I'd said it aloud. On the surface, it seemed trivial or even petty, but for me, it wasn't the whack jokes that upset me. Wilson lied to my face when he pretended to support my decision to go natural. You must be out of your mind if you think we're about to let you walk around with your head looking like you stick your finger into a socket before you walk out of the house every morning. My father uncrossed his arms and picked up his fork. That is true, Daddy. I have no intentions of walking around looking like I've been electrocuted, but how I wear my hair is not up to you and Mama anymore. The days of pigtails and restrictions from Jerry Curls have long passed. I'm about to graduate with a master's degree. My arm hair shot up as goose pimples covered them. Don't tell me you're serious about walking around with nappy hair like some militant rabble-rouser looking for attention. You want attention? Be on time for work. Produce. Make a contribution to society. Don't walk around with naps in your hair. Mitchell, calm down. We wore our hair like that for a little while. No need to get all worked up. My mother placed a hand on my father's arm that rested on the table. He looked at me, then to my mother. The unspoken communication they'd shared for as long as I could remember calmed him enough to finish his pork chop. I think your father is concerned about what going against the norm may do to hurt your career. Government offices are very conservative. These people expect you to present a certain look. You have a chance to make a good life for yourself, Anissa. Don't let something as simple or petty as hair mess that up. 
Maybe that is what Wilson was trying to say but didn't know how. She rubbed my father's arm. You can't be serious. This is the 21st century. If someone is worried more about what is on my head instead of in it, that is their problem. The way I wear my hair is no one's business but my own. First Zoe and Ebony, then Wilson, and now you and Dad. No one seems to care about how I feel about what I want to do with my hair. You haven't even asked me why. Tears of frustration threatened to well up, but I squelched their trip. You're right, Nissa. No one else has the final say. But have you thought about how this might affect your plans for the future? Is a promising career with the government worth throwing away for fashion? Fashion? Air. I needed fresh air. Daddy, how was work? Don't disrespect your mother, Anissa. Answer her question. You decided to do this, now answer her. He ate a spoonful of mashed potatoes. No. She is right, Mitchell. Anissa doesn't have to get our permission to change her hair. She isn't a child anymore. I think we need to leave her alone about this. She has never given us any trouble. I don't think she's going to give us any now. The smile my mother gave calmed the storm brewing in my father's eyes. I had no idea changing my hair would be such a big ordeal. I scarfed down the rest of my pork chop. It doesn't make sense that with all of the progress our country has made, we're having a discussion about my career because I decided to stop getting relaxers. It's just hair. (laughs) Nothing helped me relax and think things through like a girl's night out. With all of the drama between Wilson and me, an invitation to hang out felt premature. The quasi-support my mother offered gave me a little comfort, but not enough to schedule a movie night to discuss whatever vexed me over her homemade caramel kettle corn. A girl's night out was my only lifeline. Too many of our usual spots offered the likelihood of running into Wilson, so we drove up Interstate 75 to a grown folks lounge known to have VIP guests, slamming music, and good food. Ebony wanted to leave her man's curfew with him in Macon, so she abandoned the notion of borrowing his truck, and we cruised up Interstate 75 in my favorite college graduation present from my godmother and parents. A brand new Honda CRV with all of the trimmings. They promised to buy my dream car if I graduated college with honors and bought my own first car. None of us mentioned it after I worked two summers and an entire school year, to save up for my first used car. Earth to Anissa. Zoe waved her hands in front of my face. You finally get off that high horse and let Wilson into your secret garden and now you can't even think straight. My mind is in Atlanta on that dance floor. I'm about to sweat all these problems and my hair out so Peaches can earn every cent she charges me tomorrow. Sometimes no response yielded better results. Hmm. You better take care of that man. If you don't, another woman can have him. So can someone please pull up the directions from here? Portia shook her head and suppressed a laugh in the back seat. I stuck my tongue out at her in the rearview mirror. Zoe got that newfangled iPhone and insisted on riding shotgun. Make her do it. 
Portia stuck her tongue back out at me. You can ride back next to your man on the way home. If I play my cards right, I'll get a ride back from a real baller. Not one of these fake dudes in Macon. Zoe put her palm out over her shoulder. Y'all know this iPhone GPS is whack. Stop hating. Someone give me your Android phone. Everyone laughed as Ebony handed her phone to Zoe. A valet opened the door to the CRV as I pulled up to the lane the parking lot attendant directed. Some cars were directed to follow us and others waved into a larger lot. A tall guy with a camera waited with bright lights and a microphone as we exited the car. Authentic sexy southern bells are on the scene all the way from Bibb County on the scene at the club tonight. Don't sleep on these real Georgia peaches. I see a few I'd like to squeeze at home. The tall guy winked at me. Zoe pranced to the front of the group. Thank you for knowing where the real juice is in GA. His attention zoomed in on all the right places, and to my relief, the rest of us eased past Mr. Microphone into the club. We slipped past the line to the front of what looked like VIP. No one said anything, and with the week I had, I decided to go with it. By the time we sat down, someone sent us a bottle of champagne. Nothing rap video worthy, but it was on the house. Anyone gonna check on Zoe? No. She said she was leaving with some baller. I'm not blocking. Ebony shrugged. Well, I have a date with the dance floor as soon as they play something with some bump on it. I poured champagne in my glass. A tall brother without a microphone and camera escorted Zoe to our table. His eyes followed every curve of her body until she sat down next to Ebony. Zoe insisted on sitting on the outside of the group whenever we went out to make sure she wasn't looked over. What happened to your big break? Ebony sipped champagne. He was big broke. The shoes, his teeth, and his bank account was busted because if not, the shoes and teeth would have been fixed. I'm not the one to wait on him to get his veneer money saved up. That means he can't spend any money on me. Zoe cackled and the glitter on her cleavage sparkled. I hear you. Sometimes I wish I didn't. But that was not something I needed to focus on. The point of girls night was to relax. And driving down that road with Zoe led to a brick wall with no brakes. Listen to Miss Masters trying to sign him down. Zoe cackled again. Tall guy number two returned to the table and led her to the dance floor. She winked as he helped her down. Looks like I'll be on champagne and purse duty because I know once Anissa hit the floor, she is not coming back until the lights come on or her shoes need to come off. Ebony shook her head. Portia laughed. <laughs> she isn't that bad. They both looked down at my feet. Instead of my super cute four inch platforms, I'd opted for my sexy ballet flats. We may be here all night. Ebony shook her head. The next bottle is on Anissa if she plans on shutting this place down. Zoe walked back to the table, snapping her fingers. A new group of girls walked past us and sat at a nearby table. She smiled and tapped Ebony on the shoulder. They whispered back and forth until Portia sucked her teeth loud enough for everyone to hear over the music. Really, we can just order some food if you that hungry, Portia. Zoe rolled her eyes and waved a server over to the table. 
I'm not hungry, but I will take a plate of Calabar. One of the reviews for the club online said the seafood in this place was better than a five-star restaurant. The others added their orders and a sniggle escaped Ebony as the server walked by the women seated next to us. Those braids get any tighter, they're going to make her show some papers. She should know better than to wear that style. Zoe shook her head. What is going on with the girl next to her? Ebony squinted. Curiosity overrode my better judgment and the urge to leave my friends in Atlanta bounced around my mind. Portia shook her head. I hadn't been able to tell half of our fearless foursome why I needed to sweat my problems out on the marble floor in a club almost an hour away from home. Seriously, there should be some kind of law against some of these hairstyles people are rocking nowadays. Natural hair should be reserved for people who don't need perms. Don't these chicks consider the other people who have to look at them? A snort escaped Zoe, throwing Ebony into a laughing fit. I don't care what the next song is that comes on, we are going to dance. Portia nudged me toward the dance floor. We'll come back when she brings the food, and busy as this club is, that could be never. Come on. Put It Down by Brandy was mixed into the song ending. Before I could stop her, Portia pulled me onto the dance floor. Seconds later, two guys joined Portia and me. For the next four minutes and nine seconds, the only thing that occupied my mind was matching the moves of my boneless dance partner. Wilson would have a fit if he knew I let someone dance on me like this. But I was pissed at him, so I danced harder. Click by Kanye West followed, and as much as I wanted to sit down, this dude went so hard I had to match him. Ten songs later, my stomach growled and the tug on my shirt told me our food arrived. Stress from the week puddled in the spot on the floor where my dance teacher schooled another girl. Ebony picked over her fries and flashed us a half smile as we plopped down next to her. Zoe winked as she balanced on the knee of a buff and average height guy in expensive clothes, two VIP boots away from us. Her nostrils flared when the fair-skinned girl with what I thought was a fly cornrow style joined them at the request of the guy putting the bill for the table. You know it would serve her right to be playing cute with the brokest dude at the table. Portia whispered in my ear. The smell of calamari interrupted my smart comeback. Snatches of the comments about my friends made by my parents and Wilson crossed my mind and as much as I hated to admit it, I realized we might not all make it for the long haul. Mean and spiteful as the cracks about the girl at the table were, I couldn't stomach doing it back to them. I hope not. Maybe if she finally gets what she wants, she'll stop being mad when other people get what they work hard for. This resident hater role she is playing is getting old. Those jokes really bothered you. Portia put her coconut shrimp back on the plate. You know they wouldn't say something like that about you. We've been friends since forever. I know they would. The question is why, and why do I care? What makes black women so obsessed with hair? I hoped whoever wrote the online club review won the lottery when the bread mix from the calamari melted on my tongue. That type of a topic of discussion is best left to Chris Rock. We have two more dancers to find and calories from all this fat to sweat off. Everyone hasn't found their Prince Charming. Portia giggled. A laugh caught in my throat as I dipped another ring of calamari into the custom sauce in the middle of my plate. Portia believed I'd blown the incident in the store out of proportion.
From my point of view, not only was I thinking about opening the court to find a better prince, my ladies in waiting applications needed to be dusted off too. 